Hi everyone and welcome to Italma 2.0. Today we're going to finish off 21b, Chaf Aleph Amud Beis, and then we'll hopefully also cover much of Chaf um, Beis Amud Aleph uh, 22a. So uh, let's let's um, we're a couple lines down on Chaf Aleph Amud Beis on 21b. Um, and we'll uh, start from there. We're at Rabbi Ila Litame. So if you recall what we were talking about until now is this um, this idea of how you're not allowed to immerse one vessel inside of another vessel. And one reason was was because of the chatzitza, the interposition that will that is created as the two vessels are are smack next to each other. The water will not be able to get through, right? That type of concept. And the other opinion was so that you don't end up, we don't allow that case because you may come then to immerse a vessel, one thing inside of another thing that has an extremely small opening, which would not work, which would, which, um, would not purify the vessel that's inside the larger vessel because that small of an opening does not allow it to be considered connected to the waters of the mikvah. So now we're going to first talk about the first opinion. Rabbi Ila Litame. Rabbi Ila, who understood the decree against immersing vessels that are in another vessel, based because of the problem of chatzitza, of interposition, he's consistent with his opinion in a different part. Um, because Rabbi Ila said in the name of Rabbi Chinina Bar Papa, Eser Malo Shanukan. They taught in the Mishnah 10 standards or heightened standards for Kodesh that were not true for Truma. Um, and this is what he says. He says there are first five, Bain le Kodesh, Bain le Chul and Kodesh, are standards that we apply both to Kodesh itself, both the sanctified or um, sacrificial stuff itself. And Chulin Shana'asu Altaras HaKodesh, which we learned about, which is the Chulin that was prepared according to the standards of purity of Kodesh. And then Achronos LeKodesh, the last five apply to Kodesh. Avalolu Chulin Shana'asu Altaras HaKodesh, but not to Chulin that was prepared according to the uh, Tahara standard, the purification standard of Kodesh. So what we do see here is that Rabbi Eli, Rabbi Eli, I'm sorry, must, you know, he sees, he sees 10, 10 standards. Um, and the Mishnah, if you learned the Mishnah differently, if you learned the Mishnah like the other opinion, that the first case about putting one vessel into another, the problem has nothing to do with interposition, but rather it's a decree against um, a scenario where you put a vessel inside of a vessel that has a too small of an opening. Then really there were 11 standards. There were 11 separate standards. It's only if you learn that the first case has to do with interposition, then the Mishnah that had 11 cases that differentiate in the standards between Shuma and Kodesh, if you learn it's about interposition, then those 11 become 10 because two of them had the same reasoning. So this makes sense because we see now that Rabbi Eli had said, Rabbi Eli, I'm sorry, had said, that there are 10 standards, five of them do apply to Chulin Shanas Altar Sakodish, and five do not, but you would only say there are 10 standards if you believe that two of them have the same reasoning, which is exactly how we would conclude here. Okay, so now let's um, let's go a little bit further. Now we're gonna now we're gonna focus a little bit more on this comment of Rabbi Ilan, the neighbor of Bar Papa. My Taima, 
Now, what's the reason that the first five strategy uh, stringencies apply to Chulin Shnasu Al Taras Hakodesh, whereas the last five do not? So we answer Chamesh Kamaisa, the first five stringencies, De Islahu Dorara De Tuma Midoraisa. That is involved or is connected to a concern of tuma of impurity on a biblical level. Gazer Buhu Rabbanon, the rabbis decreed them um, that they should apply Bain Lakodesh, Bain Lachulin Shanasu Al Tarasakodesh, whether for Kodesh itself or for Chulin that was Nasu, that was prepared according to the purification standards of Kodesh. Basraisa, but in the second um, five stringencies, the Leslahu Dorara, the Tuman Midoraisa, which does not which is not involved in all, it's not connected to anything having to do with biblical impurity, Gazru Buhu Rabbanon Lakodesh, the rabbi decreed that the rabbis decreed them only for Kodesh. Luchulan Shanasu Altaras Kodesh Lo Gazru Rabbanon, but for a Chulan that was Nasu Altaras Kodesh that was prepared um, with the purification centers of Kodesh, the rabbis did not decree them. So Rava Amar, now Rava is going to tell us, Mida Seifa. So now Rava is going to argue, because According to Rabbi Ila, now you have two cases in the Mishnah which are really teaching you the same standard, right? This idea of of being careful when it comes to interposition, when it comes to chatzitza. Rava Amar, Rava says, Reisha mida seifa havi mishum chatzitza, Reisha lav mishum chatzitza. From the from the fact that the second the, the latter case in the Mishnah is for sure having to do with chatzitza with interposition, um, we can infer that the first case of the Mishnah wouldn't have to do with interposition, the case of putting one vessel inside of another, because why would we teach the same things twice? Um, and the second case, there's only one way we can under the la- the latter case must be because of chatzitza. But if that's the case, then why would we say what is the reasoning of the first case of putting one vessel inside of another? What would be a reason to say that that's not allowed? So we answer, It's a gezerah. It's like I explained a little bit earlier. It's a decree. So that you not come to immerse needles and sinaros and spinning hooks, so small little vessels. Inside of a vessel, whose opening is not at least the size of a certain skin bottles tube, right? So, um, because in that type of scenario, um, that small of an opening does not, We um, even though the water of the mikvah may get into it, it's too small to be considered as connected to the mikvah. And therefore, when you put your pin inside of it, the pin does not become purified when you put that into the mikvah. Kid, it's not, like we learned in them. And, and just like that wouldn't be a good case, in order that you never come to do this, we basically say that you're never allowed to immerse one vessel inside of another vessel. Now, where do we know that that immersing something inside of a vessel that has a very small opening is not is not good? Kid, it's not, like we learned in a mishnah, a mishnah in mikvahos. Erov mikvaos kishvoferes hanod, where we say that the mingling of the mikvah, so meaning if you want to take mikvah water and have it connected to another water and then be able to look at that other water as if it's part of the mikvah, then the the opening that connects the two bodies of water needs to be kishvoferes hanod, needs to be um, at least the size of a kishvoferes hanod, which is the skin bottle's tube. Ka'ovyana, what exactly is it? The size of its thickness is, and now we're on 22a, Chav Beis Amad Aleph. Ke'ovya vikechalala. 
so it has uh, it's with the size of its thickness and the size of its hole is beshte. So basically, what you need is when you take into account what the size of the opening of the of this of this opening has to be, you would look at a skin um, bottle, a, the the skin bottle's tube, and you would include both the inside of the opening of a skin bottle's tube and also the outside. So in other words, the entire circumference of that tube, tubular area. Which is how much? What is the space? It's a space that's measured with two fingers that can rotate inside of it. Okay. So now we're going to say So Rava, who understood that the reason for in the first case of the Mishnah about putting one vessel inside of another not working because of the possibility that because we don't want you to come and do this in a case where the opening is very small, we're saying he holds like. That which Rav Nachman said in the name of Rabba Baravuha. And where do we see this? Achaz, and what did he, because what did Rav Nachman Baravuha say? Achas Esri Malo Shanukan. That in the Mishnah there were 11 heightened standards for Kodesh, but not for Truma. Sheish Rishonos, being the Kodesh, being the Chulin Taras Kodesh. The first six apply both to Kodesh and Chulin Shinasal Taras Kodesh. Um, Achronos and the last five, Likodesh, they apply to Kodesh. So what do we see there? What we see there is, is that um, we have an opinion, Rava, Rav Nachman, in the name of Rav Ravua, who looked at the Mishnah and saw 11 standards. That's because the first case has nothing to do with interposition. It has to do with a completely different thing, like Rava said. It has to do with um, the the decree against the small openings. And that's why you would have 11 cases in the Mishnah, not 10, like you would have according to Rav Ula, Ila. So now we're going to ask a question. So now we have two different reasons for the first case in the Mishnah. Why can you not put one vessel inside of another in a case of Kodesh, if you want it to become purified? So... The question is, is what's the practical ramification? What's the practical difference between the explanation of Rava, that it has to do with interposition, and the case of, and the, um, I'm sorry, Rav Ila, that has to do with interposition, and the opinion of Rava, that it has to do with the size of the op that you may come to do it in a small opening. So Ikabanaya, we answer as follows. The difference between them is it's a case of a basket or a large strainer that you filled with vessels and then you immersed it. So in other words, you had one vessel inside another vessel, but this was a very specific type of vessel. It was a, um, it was either a basket or a large strainer that was the holding vessel. According to the one that says that the whole problem is because of interposition, here it should be no different. But Lamanda Amr Mishum Zera. But according to the opinion that said it was a decree, Zera Shema Yatbil, Machatin Sinitsinars, that you may come to immerse pins and spinning hooks, Bikli, Shaim, Bifiv, Kishfaferas Hanod, inside of a vessel whose opening is not at least the size of a skin bottle's tube. Well, here, in this case, you won't have that problem. Salve Gargusni, Shaim, Bifim, Kishfaferas Hanod, Leka. Here, in a case of a basket or large strainer, there's no such thing as a basket or large strainer that don't that whose opening is not the size of a skin bottle's tube, and therefore, because that's the case, we would never make the decree 
about not putting one vessel inside of another if the vessel you're putting inside of is a vessel that would never have a skin bottle the size is such a small opening we would never make that zero we would never make that decree um, and therefore that's the practical ramification that exists based on how you understand the first case of the Mishnah and now we're going to keep on going and Rava who understands that the Mishnah's first case is a, because of the size of the opening uh, decree based on the size of the opening that's Rava going according to his opinion somewhere else. The Amar Rava, because Rava said, Sal shemilan If you fill the basket or a large strainer with vessels and then you immerse them, Tehorin, they are Tahor, they are purified. Um, so we see very clearly that he holds that they are purified. Obviously, this rule is not to do with interposition. It has to do with the small, the size of the opening and a basket and a large strainer never have a are never made with such small openings, so you don't have to make a decree against those cases. Furthermore, Rava said, If you divided a mikvah with a basket or a large strainer, so in other words, a mikvah has to have 40 se'ah of water. You put a, 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 a strainer or some sort of wicker partition in the middle of the mikvah, which means neither side has 40 se'ah of water. We, the halacha is if you immerse there the immersion is not effective because although the two halves are connected through many holes in the partition um, the partition makes the mikvah into two separate, two separate bodies of water and not one of the holes in a wicker partition is the size of a skin bottle's tube so therefore we don't look at that as a proper uh, mingling of the waters and therefore, you have two bodies of water that don't have, neither of them have 40 sa'ah in them, and therefore it's not a good tefillah. And he brings a proof for this. The ha'ara, kula, chalchule, machalchala, because the entire ground, throughout the world, throughout the universe, the entire ground is porous. Um, and yet, we require, uba'inan de'ikar ba'im sabemakumachad, yet we require that there be 40 sa'ah of water in one place. If it was true that teeny little openings, could be considered a hashak, could, could make a real mingling of waters, then we could say that you could have a small body of water that's not 40 saw, but the mere fact that it's connected to the ground, and the ground is porous, and the ground, the porous nature of the ground eventually leads to some water somewhere else, you may have thought that you would have, you would have been able to say then that that would be a proper mikvah, even though it doesn't have 40 saw right here. Obviously, if the fact that we don't say that and you need to have 40 sa'ah in one place, obviously there's a size necessary to create, be an opening to allow waters to mingle, quote-unquote mingle, to create a mikvah. And uh, that's his idea. Now, he's going to say a little bit more. Now, um, we're going to make a statement having to do with this now. Fahani mili and these words that we just said, um, that immersing a, a vessel or a pin, let's say, inside of a vessel that doesn't have an opening the size of a skin bottle's tube. And we said that it's tame, we said that it's um, impure. The honey mealy, these words are bakli tahor. It's only when the outer vessel is tahor, is pure already, and doesn't require tevila, doesn't require immersion. Ava bakli tame, but where the outer vessel does re- is tame, is impure, and it does require immersion, then we say, me, this is an interesting concept, migu de salka tfila lekule gufe demana. 
since the immersion is effective for the entire body of the vessel, the outer vessel, the one that's being immersed, including it inside, it's also effective for the vessels that are inside of it. So yes, generally, if vessels are put inside of a bigger vessel and that bigger vessel doesn't have the size of a, um, an opening, the size of a skin water, skin bottle tube, we would generally say that they do not become purified because we don't look at the water inside as being connected to the water outside. But if that vessel, the outer vessel, is needs to go to the mikvah anyways, needs to be purified, and in that scenario, we say that the whole thing becomes purified once you put it in the mikvah, so including the inside, even though the opening is small. So we're going to say once we say that the op- the inside is purified as well, then of course whatever is inside we will just logically have to conclude that it is included in as well and also will become purified. Did um Ditnan, like we learned in a Mishnah. Like we learned in a Mishnah. Kalim Shemilan Kalim Vihit Bilan. If vessels were filled with other vessels and you immerse them, Hare Elu Tahorin, they become Tahar. Vim Lo Tava, but if you do not immerse the other outer vessel, Mayim Hame Oravim, then the water in the that that's mingled Right with the water of the mikvah, um, it does not work. Unless the opening is the size of a skin bottle's tube. Now, my kamar, what exactly did the statement just say? The imlo taval that if you did not immerse it, they, what did the statement say? It said if you did not immerse it, the outer vessel, then you need to have an opening the size of a um, the skin bottle's tube. Now, what does that mean if you did not immerse the outer vessel? Obviously, you put it inside the mikvah. If not, it for sure wouldn't work because nothing's inside of the mikvah. What does it mean? Hachik Amar, this is really what it's saying. If you don't need to immerse the outer vessel, it's already purified. Um, and you want that the waters should be mingled. Then it's not going to be mingled. It's only going to be me'oravin. It's only going to be mingled if the opening is at least the size of a skin bottle's tube. Now we're going to keep going. So now we have a machlok. Yes, we have a dispute as to what the reason for the Mishnah is. The first case of the Mishnah. Does it have to do with interposition or a gzeira, a decree against um, a case where you have a smaller opening? Um, and now we're going to say that this dispute between Rava and Rabbi Ila is actually a dispute between earlier scholars, the sages of the Mishnah, Tanayim. The Tanya, because we learned in Abraisa. If you fill the basket or a large strainer with vessels and you immerse them. Whether it's for Kodesh purposes or for Truma purposes, they are now Tahor, they are now pure. And that would be perfect according to Rava, who said it's about the size of the opening. And because a basket is never made with a small enough opening that it won't work, we don't make a decree against it. Abishol Omer and Abishol says Litruma, I'm sorry, um, Abishol says Litruma, it does work for Truma, Avalola Kodesh, but not for Kodesh, because for Kodesh we have an extra stringency. And obviously this is the opinion of Rebbe Ila that says it has to do with Chatzitza, with interposition. So now we have an interesting question though. And the question is, um,
Okay, so now, based on what we've asked, based on what we just said, so basically you have one opinion that says that uh, immersing something in a basket or a large strainer um, will be tohar, will be pure, whether it's for Kodesh or for Truma. And the other opinion that says that's true, that it will be tohar, it will be pure for Truma, but not for Kodesh. So now the Gemara is going to ask um, some questions on this, on these both opinions. Ihachi. If it's true that it's a problem to immerse vessels one inside the other, trumanami. And according to the second opinion, then um, why would it be all right to do it for truma and not for kodesh? Um, it should also not work for truma if this is a legitimate concern. So now we say it asks as follows. Well, who would we be speaking to if we said that for truma this would be a concern? Chaverim. We'd be speaking specifically to chaverim. Those are the chaver, the people that have accepted upon themselves very careful observance of Tuma laws. Chaverim made a yadi. Chaverim know about the laws of immersion, and therefore we wouldn't have to worry that um, that perhaps they would, this would lead them to doing something wrong because they know the laws of immersion. So then we say, Ihachi, and, and that's why we're not going to be careful with them when it comes, that's why we don't re, we don't mention this. We say that if you're doing it for, for Truma, it's going to be fine. Um, we're only going to, um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's the idea. But then we ask, Ihachi, if it's true that we're only speaking to the Chaverim, to the people that are anyways meticulous when it comes to Tuma, to, to staying away from Tuma, from impurity, Kodesh Nami, then the Mishnah should also allow you to immerse vessels within vessels for Kodesh. Why would we differentiate? If we're speaking to Chaverim, then we should be extra careful. So we answer, So we say in the case of Kodesh, the problem is, is that an Am Ha'aretz, somebody that's not as careful with Tuma, may see a Chaver, somebody that is careful, um, immersing with vessels inside of vessels, and they will come to do exactly the same thing. If we, and then if they think that that's all right, then they'll come to, they'll come to also immerse inside of vessels that have too small of openings. So that's how that works. But then we ask the obvious question: Truma nami, but also immersion for truma. Chazile am haaretz va'azimat bil, and am haaretz may see him, um, and the am haaretz will go and immerse vessels within other vessels and do it in a wrong way. So we answer lo mekablin on minayu. When it comes to truma, we don't have to worry, because even if the am ha'aretz does this for truma, immerses improperly, the the a kohen who is a chaver, a kohen who is careful, will not accept anyways truma from an am ha'aretz. So we don't have to worry about an am ha'aretz doing it wrong. But then we ask, we ask kodesh nami lo But wait a minute, we also just shouldn't we just say then that a kohen shouldn't accept Kodesh from an Am Haaretz for something that isn't so careful. So we answer, Havila Eva. No, when it comes to Kodesh, when it comes to accepting Kodesh, if a somebody wouldn't accept Kodesh from an Am Haaretz, there would be real Eva, there would be hatred, there would be enmity that would exist between the Am Haaretz and the Chaverim. So we say that you cannot just not accept the, the Kodesh of an Am Haaretz because that would just create a lot of a lack of peace. Then we ask the obvious question, Shumanami Havila Eva. But wait a minute, if a Kohen that's a Chaver doesn't accept Shuma from an Amaaretz, there also will be enmity, there also will be this type of hatred. 
So we answer lo No, because when it comes to truma, the am haaretz doesn't care if the kohen that's a chaver that cares about tuma and tara a lot doesn't accept it from him. He doesn't care. To azal yahiv am haaretz because he'll just go and give it to a kohen that's an am haaretz that happens to be his friend. So it's not. It's not. He, there's nothing to be worried about. Whereas for kodesh. Um, if we didn't accept their Kodesh, they'd have no other recourse and they just wouldn't ever be able to bring a sacrifice and that would be a big problem. So now we ask another interesting question. Now that we brought up the concept of enmity, we're going to ask, Uman Tana who is the opinion that says we have to can be concerned for Eva for enmity? Rabbi Yossi, he, it's Rabbi Yossi. Titania, we learn to the Brisa, Amr Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, why is everybody believed concerning the purity of wine um, and of oil throughout the entire year, even in Amharitz, if you bring if they bring to the base of Mikdash, if they bring to the temple wine or oil for offerings, um, why do we believe them to it that it's pure um, throughout the entire year? So he answer, so that we don't have a scenario where each and every person goes, and builds a bama, their own private altars, a sarf paraduma lasmo, and burns a paraduma for themselves, a red heifer for themselves. In other words, we don't want people to start to start having private altars and stop using the base mikdash, so we're just not as careful. Amrav Papa, okay, so 